on December 30, 2013, National Polygamy Advocate Mark Henkel was on the Tom Hartman Program on TomHartman.com. Listening to the Tom Hartman program. Take it back to mainstream media. Three hours a day, five days a week. Tom Hartman here with you. Welcome back. And uh, Mark Henkel is with us. He is a uh, national polygamy advocate, founder of truthbearer.org, which I assume is a. Uh, I'm sorry, Mark, I haven't had a chance to get over and look at your website today. It's been one of those just insane days. But I'm assuming that this is a website that is devoted to promoting the polygamy message? Well, you can reach me at nationalpolygamyadvocate.com. And, yes, I am the founder of the truthbearer.org organization. Oh, I you see. You can reach me at nationalpolygamyadvocate.com. Okay, got it. So, uh, now, speaking anthropologically, I understand in a society as... Um, biblical societies were, Bronze Age societies, two, 3,000 years ago, in, in areas where you have limited resources and constant warfare over those resources, and typically it's the men who are engaging in warfare, and so you end up with two or three women for every man simply because the men are being killed in, in battle or killed from infections that are the consequence of, of uh, you know, scratches and whatnot incurred in battle. In that context, polygamy makes sense. But when you look at polygamy as practiced in 50-50 societies where there's equal numbers of men and women, you have this tragic situation in Utah, in Arizona, in northern Mexico, for example, among the polygamous Mormon communities, where when young boys reach 13, 14, 15, 16, typically 16 to 18 years old, where they're old enough to compete with the older men for the girls for the, of their age and and old enough that they're not going to draw the ire of child protective services they get draw, driven into town and just dumped you know these the, the this lost boy phenomena because uh, you know how can one man have three wives if two other guys don't have any wives at all hello are you a person who believes and would conduct yourself according to the religious paradigms of isolated Mormon sects? Would you believe that mainstream America across the country would conduct themselves based on the paradigms of ancient behavior? Of course not. These are irrelevant examples to use when we're talking about allowing unrelated consenting adults making a choice of polygamy across mainstream America based on people making their own consenting adult choices. You cannot use the example of cults and especially of criminal cults and say that that represents what normal, everyday Americans across the country making a free choice would do. So you cannot use that as... Okay, well, let's let's define some terms here, then, Mark. Mark, and 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 and, and your your tone kind of implies that you think that I'm trying to have a fight with you. I'm genuinely not. Um, okay. I, I I'm not opposed at all to polyamory. In fact, I have a friend who's in a polyamorous relationship. There's two men and two women, and they all live in a house together, and and they all at various times it seems 
you know, sleep with each other. And they have this, you know, basically very, very tight relationship and have for, geez, 25 years. I mean, they, they, you know, this this goes back to these people split off from a commune once. Um, I get that. But that seems different than my understanding of polygamy. Maybe I'm misunderstanding it. My understanding of polygamy is that. Okay, go for it. I, I would like to help you. Your response and the way you describe that about your favoring polyamory is I'm sure I would be correct in agreeing that you likely oppose things such as homophobia as a, as a concept for speech, given what I've understood about you. And what you are doing is no different than polygophobia and that you are using un- irrelevant anecdotes to compare to normal society and then saying, well, I, I know a pair of people that choose to want to have same-sex marriage, so I'm really not homophobic. And it's the same thing what you're doing is you're still saying, well, I know a polyamorous, but I'm not really polygophobic. What you're really doing is betraying your own belief system by doing that. So let me educate you about unrelated consenting adults across normal mainstream America making a freedom of choice. Well, I'm, you know, actually, the, the one argument that I brought to this um, that was an argument, not a fear, and, and I don't think is a bigotry, was this was the story of the lost boys i mean you know here's i've got an article i would from... be happy to address that okay the story of the lost boys has nothing to do with polygamy it has to do with a limited totalitarian authority of decision making leaders in an isolated rogue sect where then you have a limited set of individuals and you have a leadership top-down deciding who gets to marry whom. In a normal Western mainstream regular secular society, there is no such top-down decision-making as to who gets to marry whom. So that's why you cannot compare the examples of a very limited population set of a where the cultic control of... Okay, so how does polygamy work for, for you? Unrelated consenting adults making a choice. It is a pro-woman's choice position because today's woman is not stupid. Today's woman knows how to make her own choices. Remember that. Well, are you suggesting the polygamous relationships are always one man and multiple women? What about multiple men and one woman? There are a rarity of people that choose that. But the fact that few people choose that is only because of what people are making for their own individual choices. But that doesn't mean that it's not something that that does happen. It's a rarity. It's always ironic to me that individuals who somehow think that one man with two, three women is somehow this great, mighty dictator over a number of women, but then simultaneously will turn around and say, well, we've got to make sure that it equals the opposite, and you can have one woman with multiple men. Well, if one man can supposedly dominate multiple women, how on earth do you think it's going to be for one woman being dominated by Well, I'm not, I'm not so suggesting or advocating part. for either. I'm trying to understand this. Um, first of all, are you suggesting that... Um, you know, our marriage laws are all one, are two people, right? A man and a woman, a man and a man, and a woman and a woman, depending on the state. But basically, they're all monogamous laws. Are you suggesting that the way polygamy should work is you have a primary wife and then other people who are part of the relationship who don't have the, the legal benefits of marriage? Or are you suggesting that our marriage laws should be changed and our inheritance laws and everything else? so that multiple people can participate in one marriage contract, as it were? Well, I believe that, ultimately, 
Government has no authority in the licensing, redefining, or controlling of the contractual arrangements of consenting adults. But they, but they do, because God, because this, most of this has to do with tax law. Please let me make my point. And that is, is in the same way that people who opposed same-sex marriage said that it's supposed to be opposite-sex couples, and those who supported same-sex marriage said, that's just an arbitrary determinant to use gender as an arbitrary determinant. Well, the truth is, the same position that said opposite-sex couples were being bigoted by having this arbitrary determinant of gender, the very same people now supporting same-sex marriage are being every bit as bigoted using the arbitrary determinant of number. Well, I'm, ask, I'm just asking the question, because, because most most of the benefits that come out of marriage are legal and financial. And so how do you do that with more than two people? Well, you, I believe in no special rights. No special rights for those who choose one man, one woman. No special rights for those who choose same-sex marriage. And no special rights for those who choose UCAP, Unrelated Consenting Adult Polygamy. Now, with that said, that means that whatever consenting adults are being authorized to do under contractual arrangements, then freedom dictates everybody gets that freedom under 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 the legitimacy of unrelated consenting adults making their choices. So either you abolish all big government marriage control for unrelated consenting adults, or you create an equality. On the left, I'm sure you believe in what you call marriage equality. Marriage equality means equality for every individual to make a choice. And that's all we're talking about for unrelated consenting adults, is unrelated consenting adults making a choice. And so okay. if you have the arbitrary determination... Mark, Mark, we're out of time. People will have to be able to read it. Hang on just a second, Mark. This is the Tom Hartman Program. I have truthbearer.org. What's the other website? NationalPolygamyAdvocates.com. Thank you very much. Mark Hankel, good talking with you, Mark. Well, I'm still scratching my head on this a little. I mean, I, in principle... I have no problem with adults doing whatever they damn well please, as long as they're not hurting other people. Um, what I don't understand is how inheritance law would work, for example. Or let's say you've got more than one person in a marriage. Let's say you've got three people in a marriage, husband and two wife, wife and two husbands, whatever. And um, one of them becomes deathly sick. And there's a living will that says that the partner has the right to decide when to pull the plug. But there's two partners. And they disagree about, about whether to pull the plug or not. How does that work? I mean, this is, I guess I was trying, you know, I, I think that Mark thought I wanted to pick a fight with him. And uh, call him, a, 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 you know, some names or something. I'm, I'm really not. Um, I think the the FLDS situation in Texas and and uh, in Texas in particular, Warren Jeffs' group, where when the young boys hit the ages of, you know, puberty, basically they got expelled from the community because they were viewed as competition by the older men who wanted to take the younger women as second wives, third wives, fourth wives, things like that. I think that is um, evil. 
I, I don't have a better word for it. But I assume that our guest is not talking about that, and 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 I think he was pretty emphatic that that's not what he's talking about. So um, I'm just trying to figure out how it works, and and I didn't. Maybe you heard something I didn't, because I didn't hear a lot of data about how it works. All I heard was my being accused of being a name caller when I don't think I was calling names. But I, but maybe I, maybe I missed something. Mark Henkel is national polygamy advocate. Presented polygamy to the public since 1994. NationalPolygamyAdvocate.com.